Welcome to Sex Tech Talk, where we talk about sex, technology, and the ever-growing sex tech industry. I'm your host, Michelle, and welcome to the podcast. Hello, everybody. This is Michelle, and this is Sex Tech Talk. And today we have Kit Maloney, and she is the owner of Katara, and she's here to talk to us about her company and about her journey in the sex tech world. So welcome, Kit. Thank you, Michelle. I'm psyched to be here. Awesome. So Kit, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself and tell our listeners a little bit about what you do? Yes. Um, So I'm Kit. I live up in Maine in the north of the United States. And I have a company called Katara. And Katara makes beautifully designed and expertly crafted products and services to make in-home yoni steaming safe, easy, and effective. And yoni steaming is a practice where women and yoni-bodied folks sit over heated water um, to help with the natural cleanse of the uterus. And we can get into more details about that, but just for those folks who have no idea what steaming is, maybe now you have a little bit of a sense of it. And again, we can talk way more about the details of it as we continue conversing. Um, Other thing that might be nice to know at the outset is that I've been in the world of sex tech for a decade. Um, which is actually kind of before sex tech was really a term. But I was really involved in issues of women's health and healing and embodiment um, as long ago as my late teens. Um, And so then I did a master's in gender and social policy over in the UK and did a bunch of variety of work before starting my first company in 2014 that was really rooted in this idea that our healing is foundational to our experience of orgasm. And so really celebrating sexual pleasure from a place of honoring our healing and um, the importance of our orgasm. And from there, I came to discover for myself this ancient practice of yoni steaming and saw the benefits of it in my own body and in my soul sisters all around the world and realized that there was this great opportunity to spread yoni steaming by creating products that make it that much easier um, to do at home. So that was how I created Katara three years ago this month. Wow, so it's your three year anniversary. It is, (laughs) Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, and personally, I have never done a yoni steam. So can you, you know, I know a little bit about what it is. So can you explain a little more about like what it is and what are some of the benefits? Absolutely, yes. So um, so yoni steaming is this practice of really, again, seated, seating in a supported way over heated water. That's it in its most simplistic version. So you can imagine you could do this in child's pose if you were able-bodied enough to do that. You'd heat up some water. You'd make sure it was at a comfortable temperature. Um, and you, I would advise, put a little tea towel or cloth over the rim of the pot so that you can position yourself in child's pose. And if you were to slip, you wouldn't burn yourself. This is um, a way to, again, help support the natural cleanse of the uterus. Um, And so all of our organs have innate ways of cleansing. Our skin cleanses and we support that with exfoliation. Um, Our lungs cleanse and we support that with breath work. Our livers cleanse and we support that with detoxes. And our uterus has a built-in monthly cleanse of the bleed. 
And one way in which we can support that natural cleanse is through steaming. And what's really interesting is when we come against a lot of Western skepticism around steaming, we hear from folks, the uterus already cleanses, like that you don't need to do this. And it's like, well, of course it cleanses. And also we live in this really stressful culture. Did you notice? <laughs> and right. we, um, we're pretty into an acknowledgement that so many of our organs need support with the natural built-in mechanisms that they have because of the stress and the toxicities that are in our surroundings. It is just the same when it comes to our womb space and our uterus. Um, and a lot of us, a lot of us experience some hiccup along the way with the cleansing process of the uterus. And usually, if not always, the root issue here is stagnation, that there's something about this cleansing process that didn't get completed. Um, and this can build and build from cycle to cycle over years. And so one sign of this is brown blood at the start and end of a bleed. And I say bleed, period is another word, um, moon cycle, all sorts of different terminology available to us. Um, but your bleed really ideally is meant to start with fresh red blood and end with fresh red blood, um, which is some information that like blew my mind because I had told gynecologists for decades that, yeah, um, I considered myself sort of one of the quote unquote lucky ones because I would have relatively mild pain around my period. I'd get some lower back pain um, a day or two before I started bleeding and a little bit of mild cramping and usually would take Advil a couple times a day, one or two days a month. And for decades, I was told like, that's normal. Great. Keep going. Oh yeah. You start with a little bit of brown blood and end with a little brown blood. Fine. You're normal. Well, then I was introduced by my primary Yoni steam teacher, Kelly Garza of Steamy Chick, that that might be common, but it is actually not normal. It's not optimal. It's a right. sign that there's some stagnation. That brown blood is actually oxygenated, oxygenated blood that is there from a previous cycle. And mm -hmm. so if you can imagine, the uterus has many amazing tools, but the primary tool that she uses is cramping. Yeah. And we see that as a problem because our experience of it is often, if not always, unpleasant. Right. Um, but here she is. She's like, there's something stagnated here. I'm going to cramp to help you get it out. Help us get it out. Right. And so if we can use steam to help her make that a more gentle process, if the steam itself is going to be the tool that we use to help release the stagnation, then the uterus no longer needs to cramp. There's nothing to cramp out. So she's not going to cramp just to cramp. She's cramping to try to help us. <laughs> so if we can help her release the stagnation and we can alleviate cramps. And that's what I experienced just after three steams. Um, and it just completely blew my mind. Um, and there are a bunch of different ways to get more engaged in steaming. So again, it can be this super simple process and it is, you sit over, sit safely over heated water. Then though you get into what herbs you can use to support different ailments um, and what days you might wanna be steaming and for how long you might wanna be steaming for your body. And that's when we tap into those considerations when you look at the wide variety of reasons somebody might steam. Um, so one ubiquitous reason to steam has been for this release of stagnated blood and to support the pain-free period and the existence of that. It is possible, I promise. Um, and then also postpartum steaming is something that traces back to all cultures around the globe because it was understood that 
the uterus would need to experience some extra support at that time so that she gets that full cleanse after the birth. Um, and there are a variety of benefits to postpartum steaming. I'm just six months postpartum myself. And so I got to experience that for the first time relatively recently. Um, and actually I'm, I'm bleeding right now. And this is the second bleed that I've had since giving birth. And it's been so cool to see this medicine that I champion and to understand it in a deeper level because I have started these really beautiful cycles um, and I never struggled with any sort of incontinence um, which steaming helps, postpartum steaming helps address. Um, I healed really quickly physically. Um, I didn't need to have any stitches, which was wonderful, but I did have a couple of, um, a couple of tears um, and I chose actually to not use stitches because I knew I'd be steaming, I knew I'd be able to rest and all of that's healed really beautifully. Um, and now I'm experiencing these really great bleeds that are starting and ending with fresh red blood and I experience no pain. Um, and then going on, the, the list is, is robust with what steaming can help with, including fibroids and cysts, um, which really are stagnation, right? So here's this other, it always just gets back to stagnation. Fibroids and cysts are an accumulation of dampness in the body. That's certainly how a Chinese medicine perspective would put it. Um, and so we can dig into that. Um, as well. And we steam also for a reconnection to our, our aliveness. Um, I think so much of the seat of our aliveness is in the womb space and in female bodied people. And that can help with our sexual awakening, with our libido, with healing any sort of harm or hurt that has been experienced through that part of the body and or trauma that's been held there. Um, another thing that's really important to consider with steaming is that part of its magic is how gentle it is. Um, oh my God, after all these years, I still get like choked up about that. Um, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> we live in this culture that just has us moving at this insane pace. Right. I'm thinking that there's something that we always need to be doing faster and harder and and this is an opportunity to just sit with ourselves and our body and this incredibly magnificent resource we have within and to add some softness and gentleness. And through that gentleness, we're actually experiencing this tremendous healing. Um, so it can be quite powerful and beautiful, as you can see. Yes. yes. And there's like, you know, traditionally there's been this shame around like, you know, around female pleasure and treating your female reproductive organs, like, you know, like caring for them and like treating them specially, like they're how important and powerful they actually are, you know? And so just like that thought, like you're treasuring your body, you're doing something special for yourself when, you know, especially as women were just like, there's so much going on. There's so much stress. There's so much to do. We have so many responsibilities and like taking that time out and caring for yourself and really treasuring yourself and, you know, giving yourself that, that gentle cleanse. Like you said, it's like the gentleness about it and like the care, because as women, sometimes we don't get that gentleness and care. We're the ones giving it out to everybody, you know? Exactly. exactly. And yeah. this is just such a different, <sighs> approach you know it, it's really a way to honor our cycle both the monthly cycle as well as the cycle of transitioning into a bleeding person and then no longer being a bleeding person i mean you can yeah. steam 
to release some extra excess heat in the body, which many of us experience when we're going through menopause. Um, I work with a lot of women later in their life as they're entering this kind of crone sage cycle. And this is when it really comes even out more that steaming offers us this invitation to look differently at the body and our cycles, because here's a practice we can do at any phase, but also connects us to our female body. And so when people are transitioning out of bleeding times, our culture like doesn't even know often how to honor them still as a woman or as a female because right. they're no longer there to reproduce and we put such a high uh, priority on that. And actually now all of that creative energy that's been <laughs> that's been wow. built is now be able to use in other ways, and yet steaming can invite people at this phase back into the wisdom of the body and the wisdom of the innate cycles outside of sort of this more narrow lens of the menstrual cycle. Um, and so I, I just see that infusing down to us, those of us who are still bleeding. Um, it's like. It's like it's it's about us. It's about us and honoring um, rather than any sort of like fixing or um, or pushing away. Um, and so that's that's another piece of the magic of it, I think, for me. Yeah. And I wanted to talk to you more about fibroids, too, because personally, I have fibroids. And I went to my doctor and she told me, she's like, well, there's really nothing we can do for you. Like, if you are done having children, like, maybe we could do a hysterectomy or maybe we could go in and like do some surgery, you know, but I mean, I'm 36 and I've got three kids, as I had told you earlier. Yeah. You know, and I mean, probably I'm done, but I don't like to close doors. You know, I like to leave that window open just in case we decide we do want to have more children. You know, and so for me, there was really like, it was kind of like, a, eh, you kind of have to deal with it. Like maybe you could try to exercise and maybe if you lose some weight, like maybe that might help. So yeah, so if we could talk more about how the yoni steaming helps with fibroids, that would be awesome. Awesome, let's do it. So I just want to honor a few things of your story. Um, one, a tremendous amount of people have fibroids. So it's somewhere between 30 and 60% of women experience fibroids. Mm -hmm. um, and the reaction you got from your doctor is very standard. And I don't think it is sufficient. <laughs> um, and so I am glad that you were able to turn down the offer of surgery. Um, oftentimes that is presented as something that is urgent and a must do and people feel swept up in that advice. And I completely understand that you've, we've got so much hierarchy wrapped up in Western medicine. Um, and unfortunately the patient sits very low on that hierarchical, um, right. positioning. And so if you're listening to this and you have had fibroids and you've had a surgery, um, I honor that choice and um, it can absolutely be the right choice for people. Um, some, some folks, have, they have fibroids the size of 
large melons. And those are going to be very challenging by that point to address from a holistic viewpoint. Absolutely. And so I've had some dear friends steam for a year and then say, you know what, like, I'm actually going to need this surgery to support this. Um, I also, though, have now worked with friends and many, many clients who have been able to use steam to either fully release or significantly shrink fibroids. Um, And this has a huge benefit, particularly for women in their mid or late 30s who do want children. Mm -hmm. Um, And the size of the fibroid is blocking their fertility goals. Um, because oftentimes fibroids can create enough of a um, imposition inside the uterus that it makes implementation really hard. Um, And so that can create fertility problems. So, and struggles. So what we do with steaming is we look at this approach. Okay, here we have stagnation in the form of accumulated dampness, which is really accumulated mucus is really what a fibroid is. Mm-hmm. And, and they're building because the uterus isn't able to fully cleanse out the toxins. Um, and so it's a mass that's growing. And so what we look at is how often might you be able to steam? This is a much more robust, if not one of the most robust steaming schedules we would have somebody on is for steaming for fibroids. So you would be steaming about daily if Mm -hmm. not twice a day. Um, And this is because the heat that's being sent through and you'd match it with herbs that are particularly potent for cleansing um, is there to help release and drain. Um, And it can, again, be really powerful. One really cool thing happened, this woman actually in in the UK, she is an orthopedic surgeon and she booked a consultation with me and late thirties was looking to have children Um, But because she's in the hospital setting, she knew um, two special things. One, she was a surgeon. So she's like, I don't want to go to a surgeon. They're going to tell me to cut. (laughs) I'm a surgeon. I would tell somebody to cut. I was like, well, that's very honest of you. Um, (laughs) And and she was like, and two, um, I have the equipment at my disposal to really be able to track this pretty easily. And so she sent me, um, she did a before and um, at three months and at six months ultrasounds and could see the shrinkage. Um, and it's amazing. And I have that information available over at our Instagram at by Katara. But we're talking about three fibroids that within six months shrunk in size from somewhere between 30 and 60 percent. Um, wow. And that is huge from steaming. Yes. Yeah. From something that is enjoyable, gentle, <laughs> you can do it home. Yes. The, for the cost of some herbs um, is available to you, um, a seat if you're fully invested. You know, so we're, we're really talking about something that is so exciting and that we haven't been able to get Western medicine to study properly. Um, mm-hmm. So they just don't know enough about it. Um, and we what we have seen though what the studies have gone is that there is this link between toxins and fibroids and so when we're working with folks on steaming for fibroids we're also counseling them on different foods that they can stop eating different foods that they can introduce primarily that looks like the standard inflammatory foods right so trying to cut out dairy trying to cut out any sort of processed foods um, is a great first start. And 
Also really taking a look at the back labels of the products you're using to clean your home and to um, clean yourself. So lotions, shampoos, um, anything that you're putting onto your skin, our skin is actually our biggest organ. Um, and so forget the pretty labels at the front. <laughs> um, it's just really hard to do. And flip it over to the back and just make sure that that doesn't have any sort of anything that you wouldn't eat. You just don't want to put yeah. anything in your skin that you wouldn't eat. Yeah. Um, your body's just not prepared to absorb it and it's going to cause stagnation and that's going to help the fibroids grow. Um, and so I do have a blog post, Michelle, that you might want to list and um, link for folks because it's um, it goes through everything I'm talking about, the different considerations. It's also really important to note that in the U.S., African-American women are much more likely to be diagnosed with fibroids. Mm -hmm. um, and this is a really big problem for so many reasons. Um, one, it's because we think that a lot of the products that are put in African-American women's hair products are very dangerous. Um, yeah. And so I'm always advising my African-American and black clients to really take an extra look there. Um, as well as that the black woman experience, particularly in the US with going into Western medicine is fraught um, to say the least. And yeah. so these folks are much more likely to be pressured to get a surgery. Um, and so to just to know that you are not alone. There are other options. There are hundreds and hundreds, not thousands, of um, of women and Black women steaming for fibroids. There are a lot of resources. There is community gathering around this. Um, and so if you're listening and this is resonating, women of, of all ethnicities and races, but certainly within the African-American Black community, it's, um, it's really important to find some support and to feel heard in the journey. Um, and so I'm happy to direct folks on that as well. Yeah, and I think we know, especially in the US, care for Black and African-American women is usually subpar. Um, and then there's income disparities and discrimination. And you know, one thing that like I was, for a while I was really into buying all natural products all the time, mm -hmm. like for my house, for my body and everything. And then we hit a financial struggle. And I didn't know where to find affordable products, you know, because it's like, oh, right now I can only afford the 99 cent shampoo, but I know it's full of chemicals, you know. And so there's that that disconnection between financially, financial stability, I guess, and being able to afford healthier products. So completely right, completely yeah. right. Um, and a quick Google might result in some relatively easy homemade remedies as well so um so there are some yeah. good things for particularly for that on cleaning products um i'm always like why didn't i just make my own um, <laughs> but um but it adds up and no and and that's exactly right so we do what we can with what we have um but just bringing a little bit more of that awareness into yeah. the choices that we're making um and then just as a this thing that happened to you and, and it's happening to so many so many is this um this link between, are you done having kids yet? Because if so, we'll give you a hysterectomy. I mean, that is quite something to look at. I mean, that reveals that the system that that person is in has fully bought into that the only reason to have a uterus is to have kids. Yeah. That makes me 
want to cry for a different reason <laughs> than I was crying before. <laughs> um, because that is just really sad. We're missing a huge, a huge truth if we think that the only reason to value the uterus is for its magnificent reproductive capacity. Um, you know, the way we cycle, the way we live in womb bodies, it connects us to the cosmos, it connects us to our intuition, it connects us to our lineage, um, and there's such value and magic in it. Um, and I also fully understand that after a hysterectomy, women do have access to that magic still. So it, it yeah. is always within, it can never be taken away. And the notion that we can quote, get rid of it, which is what I have heard dozens and dozens of times has been said to women in their late 30s and early 40s, um, referring to a hysterectomy, it is just beyond concerning. Yeah. And like my mom had a hysterectomy at a pretty young age. I would say she was early 50s, late 40s, <laughs> because like, you know, we never talked a lot in my household, but like we knew my mom had period problems, like with her cycle, like they, it was just kind of just this umbrella of like period problems, headaches, feeling really tired, but like we didn't know exactly what was going on with her. And then she had a hysterectomy. Um, you know, because her doctors had told her like, as soon as possible, we're just going to get rid of it, you know, and then, that's the languaging, get rid that's of it because it's I mean, causing all these problems. We can't fix it. So get rid of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, another thing to keep in mind with fibroids, which I feel very strange that is not more discussed is that, um, when the estrogen drops in menopause, it often helps reduce fibroids. So fibroids also are associated with um, the body's inability to properly cleanse estrogen. So high estrogen levels. So you're gonna to wanna to look at that and how to, um, to take in, again, any sort of foods that can help clear and move the estrogen out of your body more efficiently and effectively if you're working with fibroids. Um, this naturally happens in menopause. So the notion, that a 45 year old who doesn't want kids should have a hysterectomy if they haven't yet gone through menopause is also fraught with not taking a whole picture approach. It's also coming from a place that's not valuing the uterus um, outside of reproduction. Mm -hmm. um, and so, um, yeah, I, I would advise everybody to look at their estrogen levels. Um, and again, you, you mentioned like movement, I think, like exercising. These are all ways in which the body can experience support with releasing toxicity. Um, and so even I advise with my fibroid clients, like making sure that you get your heart rate going enough to sweat every day is a great way to help with the support of the fibroid release as well, um, because you're getting that blood circulating and moving and actually really taking foods and supplements that help build your blood. This might be a little bit counterintuitive. And um, if, if you are not open to eating animals, I get it. I've been there for years and years and years of my life. But what I'm actually finding is that when women go years and years without eating any sort of high quality animal protein, our blood takes a hit. And when we don't have strong enough blood, we don't have strong enough blood to cycle fully and to experience a fully healthy bleed that then supports the full cleanse of the uterus. And so we do start to see 
period problems associated with um, not having strong enough blood that often is associated with not having enough animal meat, uh, high quality animal proteins in us. Yeah. So that's pretty controversial, but, um, and there are there are some people who who find that a plant-based diet is is wonderful for their um, for their cycles. And what I will just say to that is that so long as that is working for you, wonderful. Yeah. And if it ever shifts, particularly around year five or six, please allow yourself to sit with what's actually like with the truth that it's shifted and see what might be available to you because we get so swept up into, well, this worked for me at this one time in my life. And it's really hard to see that maybe it's no longer working for you now. And maybe there can be a way that we can introduce something that can support you better for the now of it. Right, exactly. And I've gone through different um, like dietary plans throughout my life. And like, you know, I've not eaten any animal products. I've eaten only organic, you know, and I've gone back and forth. And right now, like my diet's just kind of all over the place, you know. Mm -hmm. So but we actually we don't eat a ton of animal products in our house. But I mean, it's still we still have like eggs and some things that. Yeah. 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 And and high quality um, is so much more important to me than, than almost anything else. And I actually really don't feel like we need that much. I, mm -hmm. like, but some goes a long way. Um, and so if, if you're struggling from these particular problems, you know, like yeah. if you're not struggling with them, then, then by all means go, go for it and be, be balanced and healthy and however you're getting there. Um, but for for those looking to um to come into balance around fibroids it can be helpful to look at the diet from this perspective of is are you deficient in your blood quality yeah that's so interesting yeah definitely want to learn more about that yeah. I'm, yeah i'm always interested in like what kind of foods i can eat to support my body in the best way right now because like you said just because something had worked in the past doesn't mean we shouldn't be open to changes you know, and learning more about ourselves. Right. Um, Amber Magnolia Hill has a beautiful podcast called Medicine Stories. And she oh. has been speaking recently about um, how it's time to start eating for our biology, not our ideology. Mm -hmm. And I have really started to feel into that. And it, and it's it's so hard because we come across these different ideologies, particularly in diet culture. And we spend years thinking you know, fat's bad or carbs are bad, or, you know, and we bounce through these huge extremes and then we're missing this incredible inherent wisdom. What are we craving? What does our body biologically need? Where are we in excess? Where are we deficient? Um, and actually coming from those question, th those angles of the question reveal a very different diet than, you know, how do we lose weight? I mean, what's the point of losing weight if it's not going to make you healthy or if it's going to make you sick, <laughs> which it often does um, if we do any of these extremes. Um, so yeah, so I just, I am for that, like eat for your biology, eat for what you need. And even more so maybe like if you are a cycling person, like eat for your menstrual cycle, like because yeah. you, that is going to help your vitality more than anything else. 
And this is just something I learned within the past couple of years that there are certain foods that support different phases of your cycle. And like, yeah, yeah I never knew about this. I guess it was yeah. like last year I started looking into it, like into the flow, I think was one of the books. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Alyssa Vitti. Um, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She has great stuff. Um, and so Woman Code is her first book, which now is, is, is several years old. Um, and I think Into the Flow is the next iteration of that. I read Woman Code about 10 years ago and it completely blew my mind. It completely blew my mind. Yeah. And I'm like, I was kind of angry. Like, why is nobody teaching us? I was us so like, angry. Oh, absolutely. This is what we be learning. Like, I went to an all girls school for eight years. I'm like, why did we not learn this when we learned about our periods? Like, this right. makes so much sense. And so if you're listening, really, there are four distinct phases of the menstrual cycle. And at each distinct phase, our hormones are doing something different. And so therefore, we can support that difference through diet or what we're nutrition, really, I should say, um, movement, and with us talking about sex. And we will be benefited by knowing where we are in our cycle to help us better understand what sex we're craving and wanting yeah. to ask for. Um, because our hormones will be shifted in a way that at different types of the cycle, you might be much, it might make much more sense to you. Like, oh, I just, I just want a quickie. Like that's, I'm so up for it. Or then other times, just two weeks later, just wanting a completely different experience um, and something way slower, way more focused on the sensual. Um, and really that can be so much better understood and supported if we know where in the cycle we are. Yes, and that's the thing, the more I learn about like women's health and just sexuality in general is that there are things like patterns I've already noticed, like within my own body. And then other people mention them too. And then we find out that there's actual like research to back this up. And I'm like, oh, so that's why, you know, I crave this type of experience or this type of food or, you know, it's just like, it's so interesting. Exactly. Trust the body <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and have these conversations because we learn so much from each other and from listening and sharing. And so it's, it's just great. And I, another thing that came through for me and I've now been able to witness with many others in steaming is this added benefit that it is important to know what days you're steam what days of your cycle you're steaming on and um, because you actually don't want to steam when you're menstruating and um, the body's already going through enough of its release um, and we don't want to steam and potentially cause an excess of blood being released. So you might yeah. see before or after your bleed, but never during. Um, and then for different people, if you're seeming to lengthen a cycle or to shorten it, you're gonna steam on different days. This information, I try to make it as available as possible. So it's on katarlove.com. We have a 22 page guide to steaming that's free and available there as well. That's so, amazing. Um, so yeah, I've really been trying to be as transparent as possible. So um, please go check that out if any of that pinged you. But really my point is that it's this other invitation to deepen into intimacy with your cycle because you are like, oh, I'm going to steam on days 17, 18, and 19 in my cycle. And that just orients you to sort of always knowing what day you're on. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that is a really life-changing thing to know what day you're on in a cycle. Um, and to just be that much more attuned to it will reveal all sorts of truths about those cravings, particularly where it comes to nutrition, movement, and sex. Yeah. And then I was also reading something too about how like the type of work you're doing like for your company or for your business can relate to your cycle as well. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and us as entrepreneurs, that's been so helpful to know. Like there are just yeah. so many, and, and I'm getting back into my own cycle, right? So I've mentioned, this is only my second bleed. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I just, but I just have, I'm like, this makes so much sense. Like I, I know, knew when I was ovulating a couple of weeks ago, like, and because I just, I just wanted to take on the world and I wanted to do all sorts of projects. I wanted to, yes. you know, and I came out actually with a new T line that's coming out in a couple of weeks. Like, like all this creativity was just flowing, flowing through me and all of this energy. And, um, and now I need to take some more rest. And last night I went to bed at 8 30 and I woke up this morning and started bleeding and was like, yep. That makes sense. That tracks. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, I know. Like during like my ovulation phase is where I have to check myself because I'll start up new projects and things, which yes. sometimes is amazing. And then other times, then I get to the next like phase and I'm like, oh no, like what did I commit to doing? Like all of this exactly. extra stuff. I was so like wired. But then you can say, okay, so I'm going to schedule this for my next ovulation period right. of time, you know, and right. Because right. I know that. I do I'm think the goal setting and ovulation is it's not the right time. It feels like yeah. it is, but just focus that energy on the actual creations and then wait until luteal to like step back and sort of do like the monthly planning or the yearly planning or the goal setting. <laughs> right. right. Otherwise, it's like, wait, I thought I was going to do a decade's worth of work in 10 days. <laughs> right. Put a note in your planner that says like, okay, focus on this. Do not commit to new things right now. Like, exactly. Exactly. Right. So I want to talk to you a little bit more about Katara. So, um, do you you mostly make sales through your website? Is or do you have yeah. a storefront, or how does that all work? It's all online. Um, so we have kataralove.com. We now offer a variety of steam seats, all of which are handmade in Maine by women. Wow. Um, which is super special. Um, and we have steam seats that are um, mitered. So they're um, a solid piece of furniture really meant to last decades. And then we also have steam seats that are collapsible. They slide together and um, also have the longevity built in, but are great for people who are in small spaces and want to put something up and down. Um, it fits into a Katara tote bag. Um, so you can take it down and put it into the tote bag and slide under your bed or carry it with you and travel, whatever you'd like. Um, and then we have a variety of steam pots as well. It's really nice to have a designated pot in your house, particularly if you share space with others. Um, and it's great to use a safe steam pot, which not only means that it's made from materials that are safe to heat, but also that it doesn't have any sort of coating on it. So all of the nonstick, all of that stuff is actually they're chemicals that we just don't want to send up into the body and into the yoni. So we have a glass and an enamel steam pot available, um, as well as a burner, which just helps um, helps you to just heat up the herbs right where you're going to be steaming so that you don't need to walk with the hot water from the kitchen upstairs and whatnot. Um, and a variety of blankets and steam seat cushions. And then we have six custom herbal blends and each of our herbal blends is designed to particularly support an ailment that people come to steaming to receive healing around. Um, and so there are herbs for fibroids. Usually we're gonna recommend the release blend for that um, because those are the strongest cleansing herbs. Um, and then we have herbs more geared toward perimenopause um, called rejuvenate. Um, and that's really, those are strengthening herbs um, 
oftentimes the cycle is shortening around that time. And so we encourage folks to steam with the rejuvenate to lengthen the cycle and offer that extra support. And then we have some herbs for menopause, as well as postpartum, um, as well as helping an, a blend particularly targeted to help with infections and yeast infections and bacterial vaginosis, which is another huge benefit of steaming. Um, again, important considerations when you're steaming to release infection. We don't wanna steam longer than 15 minutes at a time. There's this like sweet spot of introducing the heat. When you have an infection, there's already heat building in the body. Um, and so the heat of the steam helps clear it out, but you don't want to overheat the body. Um, so please don't steam for longer than 10, 15 minutes at a time if you're steaming for that. There's all this information on the guide, um, but the Renew blend is for that. And then we also have a Womb Wisdom blend, which is a general blend. It's a great one to pick if you're just sort of thinking, I just want to get started. Um, and it's, it's a universal blend that is designed for folks who are just getting started or who are past cycle age and want to connect more with their steam practice through intentions around um, deepening into their intuition and into the cosmos and into the spiritual ancestral healing as well. Um, so it's all there on kataralove.com. And I love hearing from people when they want new products. And um, I do have a fun holiday story, which is that for the last years, I occasionally but regularly get um, somebody saying, hey, do you have a steam seat cushion? And for two years now, I've said like, well, no, but we have these beautiful organic oversized towels and you can sort of bunch one up and sit. And it's just, I'm such a stickler for the materials that we use. And I don't want to make a pillow if it's going to be filled with polyester and da 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 And finally, a month ago, I was like, just set your standard. And <laughs> you know, just like own what you want, kid, which is such womb wisdom, right? Just like you can have a softness, but a strength to you. Um, right. So I was like, I want to make a steam, steam seat cushion. I want it to have a washable cover. I want it to be made out of all natural organic ingredients. Um, and once I just got really clear with that, yeah, we made it. And um, we've, we've already sold five times more than what I predicted we would sell oh over, um, right. over the rest of the year. So that's just been fun. It's just an example of sort of womb wisdom and creativity um, and and what that ovulation phase can do <laughs> if we're really paying attention um, and paying attention to each other, which is nice to just, I just honored everybody who sent me those emails along the way of saying, um, you know, thank you for showing me what we needed to add to our product line um, yeah. and, and that you can always do things in your own way. I'm like, yeah, just because it hasn't been done. I mean, none of the products that we have have been done quite in their way. I, I wanted to make this steam seat because when I started steaming, I couldn't find one on the market that met my criteria of um, the craft that had been put into it, the beauty and the price point and, right. and, and the materials as well. Um, I would just strongly advise folks to just please please don't steam with anything plastic. Um, so if you do Google, you're gonna see a lot of these plastic seats. And it's just, I would just encourage you to find a different alternative. I do have a video as well that is like a 10 minute video on a variety of different ways to steam without a seat. 
um, even though I own a company that sells seats. <laughs> so, but I totally honor, I'd rather use Steam safely yeah. without one than not Steam at all. And it's a journey, right? So like if you're listening and you're like, oh, I'm interested, but like, I'm not sure if I'm going to buy like a $250 seat to get started. Right. I'm ready to commit, you know? <laughs> right? Like, so get started, make sure it's a practice for you. Um, and then if you are going to be steaming regularly, then I encourage you to support yourself in that with getting a seat. Um, and yeah, and that, that was my journey. I was like, I want to buy a seat. I'm really, I'm going to do this. Like, this is something I love. Um, and then I decided to build one myself and then building one myself <laughs> created a company. <laughs> you are so beautiful. Like that's one thing when I was looking, cause I have your website pulled up now I'm looking at it. Like while I'm looking at the seats, they're gorgeous. They're like they're engraved or printed. Like yeah, the they're engraved options, and they're engraved with an inverted triangle to represent the divine feminine. Um, and inside that inverted triangle are illustrations of all the different herbs that we use for steaming, wow. as well as some nods to the moon, which is a nod to our cycling. Um, and so, yeah, thank you so much. I think that beauty is such an important piece of um of the whole practice is just allowing ourselves to feel our innate beauty to experience a beautiful ritual around our womb so these are ways that we can step into more of that womb wisdom that we all carry um and a way in which i see steaming is just having such an expansive array of benefit and um, because it is this time that we can just be with ourselves and I'm always honest, like, have there been times when I've been like crafting marketing emails while steaming? Yes. But like, sometimes you have to do that, right? You got to do, you know, I mean, you gotta do what you got to do. And that, and my intention is always to really just set aside the time and light a candle and be with myself. And um, those, of course, are always, you know, in their own special way, the, the quote unquote, most productive steams anyway, because they reveal and unlock something way beyond what I, my mind was tricking me into thinking had to be rushed through. Um, but sometimes you can't get yourself there. So any way you're going to do it is going to be great and beneficial so long as you're dropped in and safe. Um, and yet this, this thing that we have that we can say like, you know what, I am going to carve out the time. I'm going to make the investment. I'm going to make this beautiful and special for myself, for my body, for my womb. That is a declaration and it's really powerful. Yeah, too. And I know like I set the standard for my girls. Like, you know, they watch what I do and they, you know, if they're drawn to it, they imitate it. You know, like I love to like meditate and use tarot and oracle cards, like to, you know, I don't know, get me to think about different things. And, you know, and so now my girls love that stuff too. They like, I, I love picking up crystals when we go out to different markets and stuff. And like, so now they love crystals and stuff. And it's just really cool to, you know, like we set the standard, you know, for our kids and to show them like what's out there. Absolutely. And this is a celebratory practice with reverence for the body. Right. You know? And then, so it's just like, they're seeing that. I just, witnessed a lot of like sort of like secrecy and like you know sliding a tampon across the table or something you know like yeah. like backhanded right like and that carries a different message in your in your awareness in your body with you throughout your adolescence and steaming it's just so fun for me to think about 
girls and boys. I have a son and he'll just grow up thinking like women's steam several times a month, you know, like that's just, oh, my mom did that. Doesn't, don't all moms do that? Don't all, like, <laughs> so, so I look forward to that. And, um, and so many friends with little girls, you know, and, and little girls can sit, sit up on the steam seat for, you know, make sure that it's super, super gentle in its heat level, but for a couple minutes and sort of just feel what it is. It feels really good. Um, yeah. and a nice way to be able to introduce some conversation about the body and about tending to yourself um, with, with love and respect and reverence. Right. And having those open conversations, I think is just so important, you know, and like, it's just when you grow up in an open, more sex positive home, it makes a difference for your kids. Like my eight year old, she made me, uh, it was so cute. She knew I had told her I had started my period and she made me like a little basket of stuff. Mm -hmm. Like she went around the house and she put like a little like bottle of water in there and like some snacks and some pads. And she like went and did a whole thing for me. It was really sweet. Love it. That is so sweet. Oh my God, that's so sweet. <laughs> and then even my son, like, you know, we always talked about things openly. I have to say, I'm getting more, I would say, like more progressive, more open as I'm get learning more. I was gonna say as I'm getting older, but I'm getting older and learning more. But even like when my son was a teenager and like he his room was in the basement of our last house and um he had his own bathroom down there. And he would always like make sure it was stocked with tampons and pads for when his friends that were girls came over and needed something, you know. So it was like so great. super cool. Yeah. Yeah, that is so great. You know, one thing before we wrap, I just do want to make sure to say is um is proper period care is so important. And I see that shifting too. So we've talked about, you know, lotions and diet and how to honor the cycle that you're in, but honoring when you're bleeding is so important and knowing what products you're using and what potential chemicals are or aren't in them is also really important. So include, read the back labels of your pads. I strongly encourage you to find an alternative to tampons. Um, They block blood rather than encourage the flow of it. Mm. Um, This was just something I did not consider until um, my niece years ago had a nosebleed and we used a tampon and it worked so great to stop it. And I was like, right. Like what? Yeah. this is stopping blood, not, and what we want for the bleeding time is to support the full cleanse of the uterus. So how are we blocking it at the same time? So, um, I do believe the tampons are associated with a huge reasoning around stagnation, the brown blood before and after, um, and cramping. So that would be one of my first tips is, and I actually have laughed. I'm like, if I can actually get everybody to stop, um, using tampons, I think it would dramatically reduce the need for steaming. Good tampon alternative, you know, because like for me, tradition, like usually I use pads unless we're going to the beach or we're going to go to the pool right. and right. then I switch over and use a tampon. So what do yeah. you think would be a good alternative? I think the menstrual cup is fantastic. And when people can, um, say like, well, isn't that the same as a tampon? And my experience with it is completely different um, because it, it's holding the blood rather than blocking it. Mm-hmm. And so if you've never used a cup, um, it might be a little bit hard to understand, but like you fold it in half, you put it in it, it opens inside. And so it's yeah. sitting there as just a vessel to catch the blood again, rather than to like sop it up in the way a tampon does. And so when you move the cup, 
at least two cool things happen. One, there is some extra intimacy with the blood, which is great because you can monitor the color and you can see if yeah. that color is steering you toward like, okay, you're making some really healthy decisions this past month. Or maybe the color um, and the consistency of it is like, ooh, wow, I should probably clean up a few things because it's showing up here in the blood. Maybe it's the blood is really dark um, or really light, which means that you're not getting enough nutrients. Um, but if it's dark, there's a lot of stagnation there um, that we can try to support in the following cycle. Um, and so you have that intimacy, which has such a benefit to it, but it also just shows that like, it's just the blood has collected and then it's just released and you just pour it out. Um, whereas a tampon is just completely different. So that would be my, my strong advice. Um, right. I feel like with the tampon, you never know to trust the color. Like, is it dried up? Exactly. The tampon that are making it this color, like yeah. you're never sure. And you're never really sure how much you've collected. Whereas the coach, right, exactly. so then, then when, when people are, when you're working with a doctor or coach wellness, like it's like, well, how much are you bleeding? And, and to bleed enough is really oh, important yeah. to show your yeah. si sign of um, health of your cycle. Like you really do want to be bleeding for three or four days and, um, and, um, and having a strong release and cleanse. Um, so so yeah, if you're only bleeding for one or two days and you're not actually bleeding that much, that's a sign of a different type of imbalance. So I, I think the cup is great. It's also, it's talk about inexpensive. It's one purchase yeah. for your whole life. Like it's it, it's like $30 for your whole life. <laughs> um, and, and it's really, and therefore it's like, it's a super gift to mother earth. Um, and and especially in communities where there's a lot of period poverty and, mm -hmm. you know, people mm -hmm. can afford to buy menstrual products every month, yeah. you know, yeah. the menstrual cup is a game changer. It's completely a game changer. Yeah. And I actually, I don't know why this is the case. I've never actually tried period underwear. Um, it's I haven't great. tried that yet so, either. Yeah. Um, and all these years, I mean, I have so many friends who absolutely love it. So uh, it's another thing to explore if, if yeah. for whatever reason the cup isn't right for you. The, the cup, you know, it, the cup's not going to, not one thing is going to be right for every person. So it's not going right. to be right for every person, particularly, um, people who, who still need to clear out an infection, like you're not going to want to insert anything. So the period underwear would be great for that. Um, certainly if you're still recovering from postpartum in a way that you have any sort of soreness, you know, don't do, you know, if, if it's not right for you to insert something, then don't use the cup. But yeah. if, if it's not an insertion issue, I think it's a great alternative to tampons. And I was going to ask you too, do you have like a favorite brand of a menstrual cup or a favorite company you like a lot? You know, that's such a great call and and I actually I think right now I'm wearing one by a company called Salt S A A L T mm -hmm. um and I think the reason for that is um because it was seemed like it was made out of nice materials and was founded by women and it was sold at Target <laughs> so yeah. I was like well done them because somehow I lost my like it was, it was so funny too so I actually have bought two but I bought two menstrual cups in the past 10 years I mean that's that's remarkable in terms yeah. of like cost savings, environmental support, everything. Right. I mean, so many benefits. And I've always been a little intimidated by using a menstrual cup. I haven't tried one yet, yeah. but I think it's the removal that intimidates me. So have you found yeah. good resources on how to use them? Like, were you Googling videos or like? Yeah. You know what? I think, um, I think what I would most suggest is just giving yourself a little bit of time 
so that you can ease into it because once you do it a couple of times, it's so easy and it's actually so intuitive. And I completely honor that it was definitely like this intimidating thing yeah. um, until I tried it. I was like, I don't get it. You have to fold it. Da, 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 da. I want it. Like, and then it's just one of those things like once you do it and it works, it's like, oh, well, that's that's easy. <laughs> Okay, now I'm definitely going to try this out my next cycle because I've been like intimidated and I'm like, I don't know if I want to change to something new or not. And right. then I'm just trying, I'm searching this all bear with me because I feel like I actually have a backup one in here. But then I found the one that I thought I And then you had said you got it at Target, which is another incredible thing that right? are accessible now at those stores. Like you can just go so get accessible. one. Self a Target, or I think they have them like at Walmart, other stores, you know, like big box stores. Like that's yeah. so cool. They're so easy. Yeah, exactly. So, and then the other piece around the bleeding time that connects to almost everything we've talked about is um, it's it's super important to rest. <laughs> You're bleeding. Yeah. You're actually bleeding body from your body. Allow yourself to rest. Um, and and this is one of these these vestiges of second wave feminism with which i am eternally grateful for all of the advances but we are absolutely equal beings and we are absolutely not the same as male-bodied people yeah, um yeah. and so so honoring that is really important and push 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 through with a bleed is just going to set yourself up for issues the next month um it just is you wouldn't you know it would be obviously counterintuitive to go binge drinking in the middle of a liver detox cleanse, right? Right. So, like, so you are cleansing, you want to support that, get yourself some extra rest, nourish yourself with really dense warming foods, soups and teas are wonderful. Um, take off the, the body spends so much energy in its digestion. So any of the foods that you can eat while you're bleeding that are easier to digest, which is oh. one of the reasons why soups are often recommended um, because they've already been pureed. They've already been broken down. They're easy for the body to digest. Um, then all of that benefit of energy that you are conserving through taking off the plate on the digestion side of things, then the body can focus on really doing the work to have the full cleanse. Um, and all of that is setting yourself up. So what I say is like, just like if you had a, um, a big meeting the next day, you'd get a good night's sleep. The cycle works on that sort of 28-ish days. So whatever you can do to nourish yourself during your bleeding times is really setting yourself up for the next month's bleed. Um, so yeah, and and I say this and I don't subscribe to it like, never leave the bed. I'm speaking right now while bleeding, but my day is, is purposely buffered and, um, and it's not a stressful day that I have today. You know, it's like yeah. I have this conversation that I have some other really nourishing things to do. Um, but I'll be going to bed super early, <laughs> um, putting my son down and then following him right afterwards, <laughs> getting into bed, just like I did last yeah. night. So you can find the balance, um, but back to the fibroids too. It's it's really it's really important to slow down while you're bleeding, um, and to figure out that piece as much as you can. And I think a lot of us grew up with the tampon commercials of people like you can do everything on your on your period. You can ride a, mar a bike in a marathon and like yeah. you know like do all this stuff, which is great. Like let's say you're already committed, like. Sure. Uh, the dancer okay and so like let's say you're already committed to being in a dance recital you know so you could still do that that with the help of a, a menstrual cup or yeah. in the past the tampon 
yeah. you know, but that doesn't mean that you have to be doing that kind of like you, or you should be like all the time. It's just the should. It's like, of course we can. Absolutely. Of course we can. And does that mean we should? And does it mean we have to all the time? Like, yeah. no. And actually it's not a weakness to have to slow down every once in a while. It's not. And we've it been raised to believe that. It's is. a fucking superpower. Like yes. you get to slow down, you get to go inward, you get to unlock these incredible intuitive messages that help support the direction of your life, your career, your relationships moving forward. Um, and then you have that much more energy throughout the rest of the upcoming cycle. So a notion that there would be anything negative is really just a bunch of patriarchal bullshit. <laughs> um, so so yeah. yeah, if you're gonna, if the triathlon happens to fall on the, when you're bleeding, don't skip the triathlon. If you want to do it, do it. Yeah. But then just make sure you get some extra nourishment the next month um, and that you honor that you're doing it while bleeding. That's freaking badass and glorious. Um, but you didn't have to. It, it, it can come from a place of choosing and honor and reverence and not from this place of like, I'm going to ignore that I'm bleeding or I'm going to push through that I'm bleeding or right. I'm not going to care that I'm bleeding. You know, like that, those are really different approaches. Right. Um, so, yeah. And like from the state, like I've always had this messaging throughout my life that if you're not active and productive, you're not valuable, you mm -hmm. know? And so That's it's like, problem. it's very hard to teach myself like, okay, especially when you're bleeding, you just need to rest. It's fine. Lay in bed, watch a movie, just stretch a little bit, relax. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to be out doing a bunch of stuff or constantly working, you know, or if my kids are like, hey, we really want to go to the pool, you know, like, okay, like maybe if I feel like it, I'll go, but I'm not going to swim laps and run around and play. I'm just going to kind of float around there with you guys, you know, like yes. today's yes. not the day, <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I, um, I, I just think it's so important and I honor you and I resonate. I mean, capitalism's grasp is strong too. And it's hard to come to peace without feeling like you're doing, doing, doing. Um, and one little trick I use, I mean, you just heard me use it. It's like, I actually am trying to really release myself of the strings of always needing a way to show myself my productivity. But where I'm at right now is that it is helpful when my mind can be choose a framework that shows we're being productive. And in that truth, I can fall into like, I will be more productive later if I rest now. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so that's the middle ground that I'm in right now. And that's like freaking that. true. It's like, if I don't rest now, I'm not going to be able to do the things I want to do later in the month. I'm not going to have the resources. So this is actually really a gift to my overall productivity, even if today is going to look a little bit different than other days might. Yeah, you are so right. And I love the way you put that. It's true. It's like, you know, like, okay, if, I don't rest. I'm going to burn out, you know, yeah. if my body, like, you know, like people are, I've heard the saying, like, you can't be like in bloom all the time. Like, you know, right. Right. you have to have that time to like regenerate, you know? And so it just, it does help you overall. It helps you bloom that much brighter when you do bloom, you know, That's if you can time back and rest. We don't expect the moon to be full every day. <laughs> like it's magic is it's in it's waning and waxing right so, so exactly right and it's, it's beauty it's magic it's power all of that is connected to the way in which it cycles um so yeah i totally agree
Amazing. Kit, I could probably talk to you all day, but we've been on for over an hour now. We'll have to do another episode in the future. I would love that. I would love that. Yeah. Okay, so before we go, so I wanted to ask you, like, if somebody like me, I've never done a Yoni steam, I'm a total mm-hmm. beginner, um, like, what would you recommend? Like, should I try doing something at home? Should I see if there's a class nearby, like a studio maybe, or somewhere I could go in person? What do you think? Yeah. So um, those are all great options. Um, I think I would, if you're resonating with me, then head over to Katara Love and download the 22 free page free guide Definitely and, and then do that. Just scan that for the, the information that's most suitable for you. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's a section there on fibroids. There's a section there on yeast infections. There's a section there on um, strengthening your cycle, all of the stuff we've talked about. So just flip through to what resonates for you. Um, and then if you're called to steam after that, then I would check out our video um, that's how to steam without a seat and allow yourself a steam at home and take it slow, take it easy. Um, and then if you really see benefit, if it's a practice that you want, then you can explore purchasing the products that can support it more fully. Um, if you're resonating with steaming, but you're not resonating for me for one reason or another, my teacher is Kelly Garza of Steamy Chick. And she offers really great um, educational courses around steaming. Um, And so there's one called the Vaginal Steam Certification, and that's her base level course. And that's where I started just to take that course because I wanted the information for myself. And then from there, I went and took all the courses she has to offer, which is time consuming and expensive and everything else. And and maybe that's your path. But right now, if this is the first time you're hearing of steaming, it might not be (laughs) the right timing for that. Um, but she's a great follow on Instagram. She's a ton of free content over on Instagram as well. So highly encourage you to check out Kelly Garza of Steamy Chick also. Awesome. And we'll link her in the show notes and anything yeah. else you recommend, we can put links in so people can just click away and check all that yeah. out. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Great. And so some people might be oh, like, yeah. okay, Michelle, like, how does this like relate to sex tech? <laughs> and like, oh, what were you going to say? I feel like you're going to say something. So I was going to say, if you, if and when you're ready to buy a seat, um, please use the code sex tech love yes. for $15. And Michelle will put that in the notes as well. But it's yeah, sex so we tech have, love. Yeah, sex tech love. And we, it's a special offer for our listeners. So yeah. you get, and what was it? It was, you get $15 off any steam seat, and that includes when our seats are bundled with other products. And when we bundle them with other products, we give you a savings um, on having bought those products separately. So it's $15 off steam seats, including our savings bundles. That is good so deal. cool. Yeah. yeah. So just for you guys, it's something a little special, which is awesome. So $15 off. That's amazing. So thank you, Kit. You're welcome. My <laughs> pleasure. And I'm happy to make the connections to sex tech, but this is also important. So, <laughs> yeah, of course, yes, I know because people might be like, my podcast like has all different types of people, you know, like sexual wellness and women's wellness and like many different topics. Um, but I think the interesting thing is that you know we were talking earlier before the podcast started about like the ancient technology of steaming and how important that is to embrace like that ritual. You know, and then so there's like, as far as the tech piece, there's that ancient tech, 
you know, but then also we do, there is the modern tech, like what we're doing right now, sharing this information with people online. Like we're in two total, I'm in Mexico, you're in Maine in the United States. Like we're all over the world sharing this information with each other, which is so amazing. And you've got your website where you can provide all this information. So there's definitely like a technology and sexuality piece meeting up there. Yeah, absolutely. And I would just remind us all that fire was probably the most important human technology. Um, and it is pivotal to steaming. It's what heat the, heats the water and makes it work. So, yeah. <laughs> so just reminding us of, of technology that um, is inherent with the elements. Um, here we're balancing earth and the herbs, water and the steam and fire to make the water alchemized from its base level to its steam. So um, it's remarkable technology. It's again, probably the most revolutionary technology we've ever seen. Um, and it's also steaming is, um, is I, I, maybe we, we choose to use a frame of technology to help us through this, but um, there's something really important in slowing down and connecting yeah. to the body. And if the intention is to heal the body, I am a strong believer we have to do it through the body and with love and compassion and relationship to the body. Um, and so devices can be really helpful if they are connecting us to the body. But if they're connecting us only to the brain and the mind and they're popping us into a disembodied place, then they're not working in the way that we might be intending. <laughs> so we do really want to look at that. Um, and and here's here's a way where we're not bypassing, we're not trying to speed something up. We're actually trying to use this moment, this ritual to really connect, to slow down, to go gently and to invite in the deepest levels of healing through that path. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's that time to like, you know, unplug a little bit and connect with yourself. Give yourself the time you deserve. You know, you deserve that time to be unplugged and to focus on yourself to focus on your own well-being, you know, just like it's the whole ritual involved too that's so important. And yeah, I think, you know, the herbs and like natural elements are important as well, so yeah. 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 Cool. Cool. Um, yeah. And I do think, you know, anything that connects us to the body um is is a sensual thing, right? And mm -hmm. sensuality is really the gateway to sexuality. And so we see lots of people using steam as that, as that really gentle way back into our yonis, into our womb space, in the safety of our own dialogue, our own body um, connectivity without needing anybody else there. Um, and that's been a huge part of my journey um, with the companies that I've started really originating from focusing on pleasure, but not just pleasure, focusing on female orgasm, but not just female orgasm, focusing on solo sex for female orgasm. Um, yeah. And here we have something that can be really placed in tandem here, because when we know our bodies through our cycles, we have that deepened intimacy. And when we are able to drop into the body in such a gentle, sensual place, we have more access to transition into the sexual. So lots of us are using steaming as that invitation like okay after this steam maybe i will like to have some solo sex or some partner sex but how might this fit into a whole beautiful buffet of alternatives for me to choose from rather than sort of receiving things being thrown at me <laughs> 
Yes, yes, exactly. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so okay. much. This is such a treat. <laughs> I know. This has been so much fun. Like I said, like I have like all these different topics swimming in my brain. And I'm like, Michelle, don't start a whole nother conversation because we're gonna be here all day. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Holding back. Okay, so if anybody wants to chat with you, what are the best ways they can reach you? Yeah, so right now, as I said, I'm six months postpartum. I've been a little bit quieter. I'm just sort of tipping my toes back into really being more engaged, but we're available over on Instagram at by Katara. Um, and then online, I'm not currently offering consultations, but I am partnered with Zaire Saab, who is amazing, and she's taken all of the same courses that I've taken, plus she's a registered nurse, midwife, and master herbalist. So she does all of our Katara consultations. <laughs> um, she is a dream. Um, and so you can connect with Katara and you can connect with more womb health and healing and personalized care through booking a consultation with Zaire at this time. Um, and that's where I would steer you to. Yeah. Awesome. Perfect. <laughs> so, yep, I will link everything up that I can think of in the show notes. So you just have to click, click, click. And that'll be it for today. Well, Kit, thank you so much for your time. And I loved our conversation today. That was awesome. Michelle, thank you. And there's always like, oh, wait, one more thing. So, <laughs> so I actually want to pause with this. But um, we do have some episodes of a new project that I launched last year called the Womb Stories Project. Um, and that's a podcast that's discussing um, the journey of the womb and what stories we learn about the womb and what stories the womb has to share with us. And particularly this conversation, I've mentioned Kelly, she's episode two, she's steamy chick. In that conversation, we spend a pretty big piece of it talking about fibroids and steaming for fibroids. Ooh. So if you're like, oh wait, I wanna listen to more details around that, episode two, Womb Stories Project. Um, and then the rest of the series, we also didn't talk about endometriosis. We have an episode of that, steaming for endometriosis. Wow. Um, so check that out if you want some more detailed information um, and keep an eye out for season two, which will be starting in the new year. Awesome. Yes. I'm looking this up now. Womb Stories Project to make sure yeah. I can find it. Yes. Okay. Yes. And it's got the beautiful herb. Like, is that the herbs and flowers? Yeah. Like, awesome. Yeah. Okay. Found it. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Yes. I'm going to link that too. Oh, I love finding new podcasts to listen to. And like, yeah. so I always ask people to tell me about podcasts they like and other stuff like that too. Um, so so before we go, is there, besides your podcast, like the, the Womb Stories Project, is there another podcast you love that you'd recommend? Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. So many. So my friend Amanda Testa has Find Your Feminine Fire, which is a beautiful podcast. Mm -hmm. And I think could be really aligned with your community as well. Um, really talks about... Um, finding your feminine fire when all that means um, certainly connecting to to the yoni and to pleasure really to igniting that pleasure um, and that's the one that comes to mind although I, I a belonging by my friend Becca Piastrelli is um, oh those two start there those are those are fantastic I just got chills on my body yes those are ones I listen to all the time and I'm like yeah it's a good day if you can listen to both find your feminine fire and belonging and belonging is by Becca Piastrelli and she really takes um the theme of how do we belong in this world where there is both so much connecting us in one way and then so much disconnecting us and so there's a lot of that balance of what you're talking about of like here we get to 
really be connecting in a, such a modern way, um, Mexico to Maine over Google Meets, you know, how fantastic and somebody's hearing it on a on their iPhone and <laughs> in a different time and space, right? Um, right. But yet we live in that world and then often we are also struck by the depths of loneliness um, and really finding connection to each other and to the earth can actually be really challenging in our current circumstance. And so um, what Becca's doing with belonging is introducing us to different modalities and systems that we can use to really come home to ourselves, our communities, our bodies, um, and our spirits. So those, those are those are two good ones. I'm excited. That's amazing. And I, I resonate with that so much because I spend so much time online and working from my home, yeah. which is like, that was always the dream, you know, like be home more. But now like, I do feel that like in-person disconnect with people. And I'm sure after the pandemic, so many people are feeling that too. But like, I need to like, you know, I feel the disconnect from the earth, the disconnect yeah. from the community. Yeah. And like, you know, I need motivation maybe like, or some kind of inspiration to get out there more and be more present yeah. with other people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I resonate for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you again, Kit. This was great. Yeah. I can't wait to have you back. I'm going to have a whole list of topics for you next time if you want to. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Thank you, everyone. Yes. Have a wonderful rest of the day. And thank you to everybody listening. I hope you guys are having a wonderful day. Um, and if you have any questions, you can send me an email at talksextech.com or you can leave me a review with any of your questions um, and comments about the show. All right. So thanks again, everybody. Bye-bye.